Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wednesday, March 15th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, another uh, day of action on the World Baseball Classic. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, the Guardians uh, announced some cuts, uh, sent some guys uh, from Major League Spring Training Camp down to the minor league side, optioned uh, five players or six players to to, uh, AAA and uh, reassigned a player to the minor league camp. Uh, yesterday, and you know none of them are, are really uh, any big surprise. I don't think uh, after they made some moves on Sunday to do pretty much the same thing. Uh, the camp roster is at 45 after Brian Rocchio, Jose Tena, Angel Martinez, Juan Brito, John Kenzie Noel, Jason Billis, and Caleb Simpson were all uh, sent down. Uh, and and none of that is a, a a big surprise, I guess, because you know those guys need to go and and get their innings and get ready for the minor league season. Yeah, no doubt, Joe. Uh, you know they all, you know, the, the, it was you know Brito, Tanya, Martinez. You know they, they were part of that uh, middle infield group uh, that uh, you know the Guardians have uh, signed and uh, kind of brought along, and I think they all had a pretty good. They all you know played pretty well. Brito was interesting. Led uh, was when he when he goes down, he's still tied for the major league lead with ten walks, Joe. So wow. it's, he has a has a camp to remember. He has he had two hits and ten walks. So I'm not I'm not sure what that means, but uh, at least we know he can get on base. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's that that's what that means, and that's important. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you you look for him to to go down now and and work through the minors as a, a high on base guy. And and maybe if you need to bring somebody along, uh, God forbid there's an injury or, or whatever, uh, then, then he's an option is, is, as a guy that you can, can maybe plug into that lineup somewhere and say, okay, go up there and take your walks. Uh, interesting. Some of the comments that, that Tito had on some of these guys, uh, Brian Rocchio, uh, a guy who, you know, we've seen, uh, come along and not only make progress uh, the last two years just being in Major League Camp, but you know physically he's he's really sort of filled out now. He's 22 years old, uh, you know, and he's starting to look the part of a major leaguer. You know, we talked about that the other day, but uh, he's he's a guy who's hit pretty much at every level he's been at. Uh, he was a, a, a highly regarded international uh, signee. 
Uh, and yeah, it, it, this is a, a, a top level prospect that they're expecting him to go down to AAA and, and, you know, sort of kick the door down. Yeah. Uh, you know, he kind of bounced around a little bit last year between what double A AA and triple A he's got some power. He's not that big a guy. You know, we've said that uh, he kind of reminds, he kind of reminds me of just looking at him of Omar, the scale, you know, he's kind of built along those same lines. Um, but, uh, yeah, exciting guy. And, uh, you know, it's time for him to start playing full games, you know, get four or five at bats a day and just get ready. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would probably open the year at, at Columbus and probably be their number one shortstop. Uh, another guy that uh, Tito mentioned was John Kenzie Noel. You know, we saw him uh, hit a, a laser beam home run uh, the other day, uh, Saturday against the Royals. Uh, and, you know, Tito kind of regretted not being able to, to get a chance to see a little bit more of him. This is a guy who right now they're not really sure organizationally, you know, whether he's an outfielder or a first baseman. He plays both. He's He's been back and forth between those those positions. But, uh, you know, he he, he says that that Noel needs to go and, and get some at bats and and get some experience. And, and he says repetition at the major league level is is what's going to be the the difference for him yeah what he hit 32 home runs last season uh between uh you know at three different levels uh big guy joe you've seen him in the locker room 6'3 250 you know he does not look like you know your prototypical uh third baseman he looks like a corner outfield outfielder or uh you know a first baseman and he had you know besides hitting that home run against kansas city joe he had an interesting day that day he he pinch ran for uh, josh bell kind of lost track of the outs and uh he thought bell had walked or uh, the next batter uh, uh josh naylor had walked but uh it was all only ball three so he gets thrown out going down to second base then he hits the home run then in the ninth inning when they're trying to rally he he hits a single, tries to stretch it into a double, gets thrown out for the last out of the game. So <laughs> it it was that that was a that was a you know a a well rounded game by him, and you know he he did miss some time with a, a back a lower back problem. So I think that's what Tito was saying. You know he wished he would have been a little healthier, so they could have got a longer look at him. He uh, he compared uh, John Kenzie Noel to, in, in a little bit uh, a little way to. Um, uh, Oscar Gonzalez and saying that, you know, if he's able to keep the uh, the pitchers in the strike zone, if he doesn't chase, if he doesn't expand his zone and, um, you know, go after pitches out of the strike zone, if he's able to keep guys in the zone, uh, we saw what he could do the other day, that ball can go a long way. That's the, uh, the, the quote from Tito. So, uh, you know, you know, they think very highly of him and this guy, you know, not a lot of guys hit 32 home runs at the, at the minor league level in in a season so uh you know when you find a guy like that you you, you want to bring him along and, and make sure he's he's progressing so you know we'll look to see uh that kind of progress throughout the minor league season this year out of john kenzie noel uh lastly uh tito mentioned uh jason billis and this is a guy who they claimed on waivers from uh the white Sox. uh it was a uh a high draft pick of the white Sox, and you know sort of had some some, uh, I, you know, uh, prospect clout, I guess is, is what it was in 2021. He had pitched a, a number of different levels and was, was sort of thought very highly of in the, 
in the White Sox um, uh, organization. They added him to their 40-man, but ultimately uh, put him on on waivers, and uh, the Guardians picked him up. Uh, now he's going to transition from being a starter into a more of a bullpen role. And Tito says, you know, if he can command his fastball, uh, you know, he wants to throw his changeup a little bit more. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, he could be a four-pitch pitcher and be maybe a, a guy that develops into a multi-inning reliever for them. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's what they need, I think, Joe, in that bullpen, especially, you know, if they have, they're coming up short with, uh, it looks like they have two open spots there. Uh, you know, he went 6-11, and 6.30 ERA last year, 31 games, 21 starts, <clears throat> but it looks like 131 strikeouts in 105 and two-third innings, so, you know, he can he can strike some people out. So, uh, you know, but now he's going to go to the bullpen. So you will see how that transition goes. Yeah. It, you know, and Tito made the point to say, uh, you know, it's rare for you. Know, they, they send a, a young group. He called these guys uh, th- that young group. Uh, he, he said, you know, it's it's rare that all seven of these guys show up at some point and become really good major league players. You know, they they, they hope that that's the case. But, uh, you know, he just he just sort of tried to impart upon them. Hey, go down. You know, it's not the end of the world that you're not in major league camp anymore. Uh, go down to the the minor league camp and enjoy being uh, a young ball player and not get stressed over, you know, where they are in terms of their prospect rankings or where they are at what level in the system. You know, just go out and play the game the right way and not try to, you know, game the system in terms of, uh, you know, impressing people. He said they, they they pretty much know who these guys are and what they can do. Uh, the best advice Tito gave them was, you know, just just go and and enjoy playing baseball. Yeah, Joe, that's uh, you know what that's Tito's parting message to a lot of guys. I think, especially young players. The guy that kind of jumped out at me just watching him, Joe, was was kind of Angel Martinez. Mm-hmm. Guy hits two sixty one. Uh, you know, he hits a home run, drives in six runs. Appears in 14 games. He played a lot of third base, but he can move around the infield. So, you know, his dad was, a, you know, a big league catcher. Uh, so he's got some uh, good bloodlines. And he's always kind of been a sleeper in the organization. So, you know, that's a guy uh, I think we should keep our eyes on. Well, and and he was he was also pretty much the, the breakout performer for the Guardians in, uh, in the Arizona Fall League. So, you know, right. this is a sort of a sustained thing for him over the last – few months you know maybe this is a a guy who can you know show up on some of those lists and uh impress some people maybe maybe make his major league debut at some point this year uh he would have to jump in front of uh quite a few players if, yeah. if that was the case so uh it's it uh or maybe he just develops himself uh, such a good reputation that he becomes such a a highly coveted trade chip that you know they, they make a move that way we're st- we're still waiting on Antonetti and Chernoff to to make one of those big moves uh, I, I think uh you know that maybe it comes before opening day but I I doubt it so we'll uh we'll see what position they are in uh all right uh there was a uh a, a game uh yesterday the Guardians uh took on the Angels at Goodyear uh, things didn't go uh, their way uh, again uh, in that uh, situation. Shane Bieber on the mound gave up his first runs of the spring. Yeah, he's cruising along, started the first inning with uh, two quick outs, 
Then he gives up a single, and then Jared uh, Jared Walsh, you know, hits a long home run uh, off him to center field. Uh, you know, uh, Bieber came back and uh, you know pitched uh, right, you know, pitched into the fifth inning, and those were the only runs he allowed. He uh, struck out five, didn't walk a batter. Uh, two runs, four four hits, four and two thirds. You know, except for the home run, it was a good outing by by him, Joe. The, you know, the game was on TV. You know, and his you know he was really. He, he, it's fun to watch him work because he never throws anything straight. Except I think that one fastball that uh, Walsh hit was pretty straight. But other thing, everything else, he's on the corners. The ball is dipping and diving. He he was he was he he looked sharp yesterday. Yeah, and uh, you got to see him uh, working with the pitch clock and and Shane Bieber. It, it looks like baseball on speed. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> you know, he he works quick. He he was already a guy who didn't really you know take too much time. He he gets in his rhythm and he goes. But holy cow, uh, with this pitch clock, there it, it it is really sped up, and you can tell the difference now uh, watching these games. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, uh, three hits in three at-bats, uh, two RBIs, including a two-run home run. Uh, Josh Bell, uh, two hits and two at-bats, uh, an RBI single and a walk. So, uh, you know, the the top of the uh, the lineup are really sort of coming together there. Yeah, Rosario, uh, you know, has had kind of had like a veteran spring, of quiet spring until, uh, you know, yesterday when he went three for three. And it was good to see, like, we were – like you were saying, Joe, it's good to see Josh Bell, uh, you know, have have a good day at the plate. Um, you know, I think maybe we're starting to see those veteran guys. You know, it's right now it's middle of spring training. Maybe kind of getting, you know, their timing down, get locked in, and uh, w- you know, for opening day. So, you know, that's a good sign with the Rosario and Bell. Uh, backup catcher uh, Cam Gallagher uh, had a hit in the game. Uh, he he got a chance there, so. Uh, Brian Lavastida uh, came in, caught caught after him, but uh, really looks like the the backup catcher job right now is Cam Gallagher's to lose. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, it certainly looks that way. You know, uh, he is. You know, just from the way Tito has talked about him, you know they, you know, you know how they feel about catching. They want defense first, and the Gallagher certainly, you know, has that reputation. I, I, you know, he hasn't he hasn't swung the bat that well, but I don't think that really matters. They want him to handle the staff and, uh, you know, to give Zanino a break now and then. Uh, got a chance to see uh, the younger brother of Jose Ramirez, uh, and that's Jose Baez, uh, 20 years old. Uh, he's a um, shortstop uh, infielder by trade, but he got a, a chance to come up and, and uh, hit as the DH in the game. Uh, took over for Josh Bell. Uh, just, just fun to see uh, Jose Baez in there, and and you know that's uh, it, it's it's always what what are their uh, you know several uh, you know sets of brothers playing uh, together uh, in in Major League Baseball. You've got the Naylor brothers already uh, in the organization for Cleveland. Uh, this is just uh, you know always fun to see uh, you know family members playing together uh, at and at any time uh, during a season. Yeah, that's got to be special for uh, Jose and his brother. Um, you know, it's got to be, uh, you know, that that doesn't happen very often, you know. So it's got to be cool. And uh, I wonder when the last time those guys had played, if they ever have played together on the same team. It, it seems like they're, you know, the 
little bit of an age difference. So uh, I wonder, you know, if if this was the first time. So that would be that would be a good thing to find out. And uh, you know, he pinch runs for uh, Bell in the fifth, comes around, and scores a run, and then uh, goes zero for two. But uh, you know, he he did a nice job for sure. Uh, in terms of following Bieber to the mound, uh, there were, uh, you know, a couple of uh, pitchers that, that we needed to see get out there and, and get some work in. Uh, Trevor Steffen, uh, he worked an inning, gave up two runs, uh, walked a guy, struck out a guy, uh, allowed two hits. Uh, but Nick Sandland and Angel De Los Santos, uh, they both worked scoreless innings. Uh, good to see there. Uh, the one that really struggled was Connor Pilkington. Uh, he came in in the ninth inning and allowed four runs. Uh, he had a, a 6-4 lead, and by the time he he left the game, uh, the Guardians were trailing 8-6, to six, and that was the uh, the final score. Yeah, and uh, by that time, uh, you know, he was – the, the guys playing behind him were all A-ball players, you know, guys that I, <laughs> I got to be honest with you, Joe, I really wasn't too familiar with. Emerson Peroy was at third base. Uh, Caesar in in Drago was uh, you know he was playing second base. Uh, somebody uh, Louis Durango was in there, uh, and uh, so it it was an interesting uh, an interesting alignment behind him. But still, uh, you know, uh, Connor gives up uh, what uh, four runs. One only one was earned, but you know he takes a double whammy of the blown save and the loss and. Uh, Maybe it works out a little different with a veteran infield behind him. But as you were saying, he's given up hits to uh, A-ball players, the Angels A-ball players, too. So uh, hopefully, you know, uh, Connor uh, Pilkington, uh, you know, rebounds his next time out. Yeah, I, uh, I as much as you were talking about the, the Guardians guys that were out there not knowing any of their names, uh, Errol Vera was... Uh... The one of the guys that that, that reached on a, on the the error the error by Emerson Peroy and uh, Luis Barrera, uh, another guy that uh, he gave up uh, a hit to an RBI to. So uh, again, you know, not exactly the uh, the all star line. Hey, speaking of all star lineups, we'll get into the World Baseball Classic here in a minute. But uh, um, yeah, not exactly the uh, the murderers row that you should be uh, worried about facing. Uh, in the the back end of a a spring training game for Connor Pilkington, uh, you know, and and again, Pilkington's one of those guys who's going to be in consideration for one of those final two spots in the uh, in the bullpen, and he's he's a, a an arm that can you know give them some innings. You know, we saw that last year. He was the designated uh, uh, second half of the doubleheader guy. So uh, again, uh, this is an opportunity here for him, and he he certainly didn't take advantage of it his first time out. Uh, or his, you know, this most recent timeout uh, against the Angels. Uh, moving to the World Baseball Classic, uh, we're we're looking at uh, a couple of uh, big games today, uh, important games, at least for the United States. If you're uh, if you're pulling for uh, Team USA, it's uh, it's sort of a control your own destiny situation with um, the game against Colombia. If they win, they advance out of pool play, and they'll be in the semifinals in Florida. Uh, if they lose, then they they're going to need some uh, some big time help uh, to to get there. Um, uh, Mexico is playing Canada. Uh, Canada controls its own destiny. It can you know the, uh, the winner of that game is pretty much in. Uh, but for the United States to get in with a loss 
Canada would have to beat Mexico. Uh, the other big game today at seven o'clock, the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, uh, they're both two and one. And the winner of that game is in the semifinals. The loser of that game is out of the semifinals with Venezuela having already advanced from their pool. So uh, that's about as big as they come uh, with with uh, a game. And I can't even imagine what the environment is going to be like in Miami uh, when they start that game, Puerto Rico's the visiting team. The Dominican Republic is going to send Johnny Cueto to the mound. Puerto Rico hasn't announced a pitcher yet. But uh, can you, uh, just knowing what you know about, uh, you know, uh, winter ball in Puerto Rico and the, the environment and the way things are, uh, and that game being in Miami, uh, can you imagine what that environment's going to be like today? Oh my goodness, that that would be a fun place to be for sure. You're that's not that's not like baseball, uh, like we're used to, Joe. That's a that's a whole different brand of baseball. That's uh, you know, people dancing in the stands, the horns are blowing. It's like uh, New Year's Eve, you know, for nine innings. So it's uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool, and I I would love to be there. That would be a great environment and a great game and. Uh, you know, both both teams overloaded overloaded with talent. Yeah, the uh, the Dominican Republic lineup is top to bottom one of the the strongest you'll see. And uh, Johnny Cueto on the mound that's the that's the guy that I think if you're the Dominican, uh, you're very comfortable with Johnny Cueto on the mound, a savvy veteran guy who at any time can go out there and and give you five strong innings. And and you know, I I don't know what they're if they're worried about the uh, the pitch limits, or I know I saw uh, that Juan Soto had asked for and received uh, from the Padres a uh, a waiver on his uh, sort of limits that he could play, uh, so that you know if they're if they're desperate they can they can use him and they need him uh, in the semifinals or wherever. Uh, so you know this means something to these guys. Uh, these games are important. Uh, the United States is going to send. Uh, I believe Merrill Kelly is going to go to the mound uh, as the starter for um, the the United States. He's a, a, a 34-year-old uh, Diamondbacks pitcher. He's going to be on the mound pitching for Team USA against Colombia. And uh, he's taking on uh, Luis Diavila, uh, 21-year-old. So another uh, young pitcher, starting pitcher for this uh, American lineup to face. Uh, you saw what they did to the uh, Canadian starter who was 19 uh, the other night. They scored nine runs in the first inning against him. Uh, I think uh, this is another opportunity for them to to sort of jump on a team early uh, and and try to get uh, you know their spot in the semifinals secured. Yeah, Joe, you you don't usually see, you know, the, these kind of mystery starters. I mean, everybody knows Cueto. You know, Cueto's, you know, great. You know, like he said, that you have that internal clock. He'll be able to slow all that that all that noise. He'll be able to block it out and uh, and pitch well. But you know, unknown guys in in the the World Baseball Classic. It's interesting because what we saw one Duque. Hebert uh, from uh, Nicaragua, you know, strike out, uh, you know, like uh, three of the four all stars he faced in the uh, in the ninth inning uh, against uh, against against uh, the uh, against the Dominican. the Dominican. Yeah. So, you know, like miracles happen. So it's, it'll it'll be interesting to see what what uh, what what transpires tonight. 
Yeah, 21 years old, strikes out three All-Stars and, you know, gets a contract from the Tigers. Amazing. Uh, uh, Speaking of contracts and speaking of, uh, well, I I don't know, bankruptcy doesn't, uh, you know, jump in easily. But uh, we we found out some more details about uh, the uh, Diamond Sports Group and their bankruptcy filing uh, and how it's going to impact the Guardians and, and their uh, fans being able to watch the games, uh, you know, Major League Baseball is coming out and saying all the right things, giving assurances that, you know, fans here in Cleveland are going to get to watch the Guardians. And it's going to, you know, sort of resemble, I guess, what it has over the last couple of years under Bally Sports. But, you know, how worried are you that uh, these games are are, are actually going to get to air? Yeah, I think they are going to get to air, Joe. I think uh, just from talking to different people last night when uh, the news of that uh, uh, Diamond Sports Group had indeed filed for a bankruptcy under Chapter 11, um, you know, both, you know, the Diamond Sports Group and its release, you know, said, is, you know, that they, they intend to honor their contracts. Um, Major League Baseball, you know, uh, has has said that you know the, if if you know by some chance you know uh, uh, Diamond Sports Group doesn't honor its contracts with certain teams, they are ready to step in and uh, you know to uh, you know pick up the broadcast. Uh, one way or the other, I think uh, we're going to be able to watch uh, the Guardians on TV. Um, and uh, you know, it's just a matter of. It comes down to this, Joe. If 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 Diamond Sports Groups honors its contracts, you know, despite filing for bankruptcy, things are going to stay as normal uh, while they reorganize. If they if they break the contracts with certain teams, and that's been reported, you know, that their that's their intention with the Guardians, the Reds, uh, the Diamondbacks, and Padres. You know, Major League Baseball is going to have to step into that into that gap and and you know t- and make sure those games are televised so we've got to wait and see but right now it seems like both sides are saying the right things like you said so we'll you know we'll see and you know <laughs> the season opener is march 30th joe so you know <laughs> time is a wasting to, for sure yeah you got about two weeks to get this uh get this act together i think how does a tv network go eight billion dollars in debt i, I just that that blows my mind that, that they yeah. were that far overextended. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I wonder how this somehow or another, this uh, this cost is going to get transferred to the, the fans. It's, it's going to cost more at some point to see the games that we want to see. And uh, that's that's what is, is going to be the frustrating part. Uh, you know, the cord cutters might come out of this actually uh you know with some sort of advantage or you know they 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 sort of saw the big picture you know down the road but uh i i think in in the end uh, those of us who who are already paying way too much for you know cable to to have you know i i i need to see the games that are on the road that i'm not at so uh, i've got to pay one way or another so it, it I've, i'm in i'm in the the position of uh, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Joe, well, I, I think what happened, you know, Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcasting Group, um, 
which is, you know, uh, uh, Diamond Sports Group is a subsidiary of, you know, they bought like 21 sports, regional sports networks from Disney when Disney had to, uh, you know, they, they had, had to been, divest. Yeah, yeah, they had to divest. And this was in 2019 for $10.9 billion. And they were all celebrating at the time. They thought it was a great deal. But then, you know, COVID hit. Then, uh, you know, the the cost of cable, you know, cable, uh, the cable cable went up and, uh, you know, the cord cutters, you know, bolted and uh, they got they basically got caught holding the bag here. Yeah, that's uh, that's where your eight billion dollar deficit comes in. Uh, All right. That's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to our subtext uh, subscription service, uh, cleveland.com slash subtext or send a message to 216-208-4346 to get the link to to subscribe there. $3.99 a month, you can uh, get all the latest inside information from Hoinsey and myself. Uh, We'll be back with another edition of the show uh, tomorrow. Hoinsey, we'll check in with you then. Good deal, Joe.